Let's do it. All right. All right. Welcome, everybody, and welcome to our new podcast. Um, we're still working on a name. Yep. Don't have that down yet. But we do have a working title, mm-hmm. which is Space Between Words. So if you like it, let us know in the let comments your thoughts, ideas, right? Good. I'm here with uh, the Eric Johnson, the pastor. The. The, the. the Eric Johnson from the pastor of Studio Church here in Greenville. It's pretty amazing. Yep. And uh, I am Shana. And the Ac- Shana. The Shana Acosta. The Shana. Yes. And I am the youth pastor here. At studio as well. Here Amongst in many other things. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so I have a question. Yeah. Let's start with what your ideas were and your heart behind this podcast and why we're starting it. Yeah, I've always wanted to do a podcast where we're talking about things that you can't fully go into on a Sunday. That's cool. I want to just create a space to talk about things, but then sometimes let's go deeper in the things we've talked about on Sunday. So kind of another playground to play with. Cool. And so I love wrestling with theology, uh, culture, and philosophy, and the human experience. Yeah. And so that's what um, the working title, Space Between Words, is. Let's, let's just wrestle with this stuff, and let's create a space to talk about some stuff that you don't normally talk about on certain settings. So yeah. that's the heart behind it. Love that. Okay, so we're just going to jump in. Let's First one, let's do it. Um, you've been doing a series at church <laughs> called The God on Mute, um, where you've been discussing, man, human free will and the will of God. That's yeah. not an easy topic. So we're going to go into it and see what rabbit holes we get ourselves into. Um, but we there's, may never come out. We might not we come, out. come out. Um, and I feel like the comment section of this podcast is going to be great with questions, and I think it's going to be awesome. And you're going to answer every I'm gonna, one no, of them. I'm not. <laughs> um, but you have been talking about the three dimensions within your relationship with God. And yeah. there's a clip yeah. that we are going to play mm-hmm. from that Sunday talk. Yep. Let's play it. Okay. If it works. It's coming on right it's now. It's coming on. There we go. I actually can't go that much longer. I've got a whole thing. So because it's, it's actually about time to wrap this up. <laughs> Says every pastor. It is a can of worms. If I open this can of worms, it's... Open it up. The the kids will be frustrated. (laughs) There are three dimensions in relationship with God that you'll find in Scripture. Slave, servant, and friend. Write this down. Yeah, so slave, servant, and friend. That's all you're giving us. That's all I'm giving you. Okay. It just goes on and on and on, so... Okay. Slave, servant, and friend. Do you want to just dive in? I know people can check the YouTube and watch the the full video, but I'd love for us to just start, give it some context so we can dive in deeper with that. Yeah, I mean, the whole series came from the real tension, especially for, I mean, it's a human experience. Uh, We are increasingly increasingly growing in a world where people don't have God as a reference point. So human free will is not put up against the will of God. But since we're talking to a group of people that are, you know, I would say following Jesus or have some reference point of, point of God. I would say the human free will and the will of God is this very dynamic human experience. Yeah. So the whole point of talking about this is how do we help people move forward and how do we give more uh, dimensions of thinking around this honestly really complex topic. And so 
So the slave servant friend concept, it's really, it, it, it's in the Bible for me, so it's not something I've made up, yeah. but it's, it's something that's within Scripture that I think is helpful to understand human relationship. And then because we're talking about relationship with God, it can give some different dimensions of relationship. So I wouldn't build an entire, you know, theological city around <laughs> this, but I do think it's a great foundation piece in our relationship with God is yeah. looking at it from three different lenses or three different realities. So, yeah. so that's, that's, that's where it's coming from. Yeah. I actually loved it because, um, just depending on where you're at in life, even with friendship itself, mm-hmm. um, learning that friendship sometimes what culture maybe has deemed it right now mm-hmm. has been like, we hang out with people that agree with us, that look like us, mm-hmm. that have common ground, yeah. but finding out and digging deeper of what actually friendship means. Mm-hmm. Um, and then connecting that to our walk with God, uh, the God of the universe and actually mm-hmm. connecting and being like, man, uh, there are times where he cares about my heart. He cares mm-hmm. about my desires, but then there's also that time where I give, mm-hmm. give him everything yeah. and that tension and balance. Mm-hmm. Um, the will of God. Can we go into that for a second? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's a, that's, that's pretty deep. So what is the will of God? <laughs> There's no way I can define that or answer that. Um, okay. This has been um, centuries of centuries of really smart people wrestling with this. Yeah. Um, so I think the will of God, I think that's why we're talking about it. Like, yeah. how do we define it? So questions I ask are, you know, when you make a decision in life, for a belief, someone that's following Jesus, when they make a decision in life, they're probably thinking, is this the will of God? Yeah. Or they don't want to make a decision until they know what the will of God is. And yet you can't really define what the will of God is. It doesn't mean it's not there. It just means it's it's just so complicated to define. That's why it's it's this massive place of mystery. So what do we do with that? I mean, how do we actually live life? Do we live life with, we're not going to find out till the end of our life if all the decisions we made. Another dimension to the thought is how do we know when we make a decision and whatever happens, how do we know that was actually the will of God? Yes. And I found that I think it's normal for humans to go, if I make a decision that brings happiness, brings uh, peace, brings, uh, there's no conflict, it's not hard, then we go, oh, that must be the will of God. Yeah. I'm like, I think there's an element of truth to that, but I don't think you can define the will of God entirely by all your problems went away and you made, that means you made the right decision. Because yeah. you look at, you look at scripture, you look at Paul, Paul made decisions and he, and he got beaten up over it. He got physically and Jesus made decisions and got crucified for it. So yeah. I think we have to expand our, uh, our definition of the will of God. Like yeah. not the will of God doesn't just mean life gets easier or it's a better job. It, it, it has to be deeper than that. And so, especially, I think, in the Western context. Yeah, you're blowing some minds right yeah, now. Yeah, so I think, I think we are like, man, what's, the will of God must be, looks like the sandy beaches of Cancun. Yes. And it's like, well, yeah, and it can also mean a lot of other things. Yeah. So when you look at somebody that's sacrificing their life in a foreign country as a missionary, and life is not the sandy beaches of Cancun. It's yeah. complex, it's challenging, it's hard but they're right in the middle of what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. So I think how we define the will of God sometimes will also give us an idea of how we actually make decisions. Yeah. And so that's, that's the tension. So that my is heart tension. is to expand our, our understanding of what potentially the will of God could be. 
Yeah. No, I think that's I think that's crazy because you know full transparency. Growing up in the church, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's what we're taught a lot of the times. Like you know you're in the will of God based on your happiness or mm. quote unquote mm-hmm. what's good around you. And if that door is is hard to even open, that would be my next question. Those doors that are hard to open and you kind of have to like shove them open, mm-hmm. um, is that the will of God because you had to push through to get it? And that's the wrestle because I also think you know. Um, studying like where like different levels of mindsets that we're at and knowing Mm. that we have to think differently to go different places. And that could be part of the will of God, right? Like us growing and understanding deeper levels of him and his relationship. But man, that's a, that's not necessarily what's taught or what, what is easy to believe, I guess. You can go into different, uh, cultures that have Jesus at the center. So let's just take the church, yeah. the, the, just the church within America alone. You have so many different um, cultures and environments around this, this idea. So some are like, you should be resting. You should, should never push a door open. <laughs> yes. You know, you should just yeah. rest and be in peace and God will open up all those doors for you. And then you can go to another world, another church environment, or another you know spiritual community, and it's all about we, our job is to push every door open yeah. because they think that's the will of God. Yeah. And so we have you have to understand that, that um, there's so many different ways to approach this thing. So I, I I would say for me it's I think it's I think it's recognizing that 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 moment you're in. And what you do in that moment versus this is what's worked for me in the past, or this will continue to work for me. Yeah. You know, I think in, you know, Jesus says in the scripture, he says, I, I'm going to teach you to pray. And then other places, he said, don't pray for the things that you need. So he's almost conflicting himself. So I think that's where the paradox comes in, comes in. in our walk with God. And it comes into the reality of like, it's actually, I think it's more about a relationship. Yeah. And that's where the slave servant friend thing comes into play for me. And uh, slave is a really harsh word. Yes. Um, and we live in a part of America right now where that word has incredible dark history behind yeah. it. Yeah. And our country does. But even civilization, as far as we go back, slavery. So it's a really hard word. But Paul talked about, I'm a slave to Christ. And there's something incredibly beautiful about that. Like, my will is no longer the most important thing. Yeah. It is all about what God and what Jesus wants. Yeah. There's something beautiful. And I think that's the, you know, I think Jesus spends his life with the disciples, reducing all their options down until he becomes the only one left. Yeah. So I do think there's the dimension of our following Jesus of like, my will is secondary. What I want to do is not the most important thing. Yeah. And there's beauty in that. I don't think that the end goal of a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. However, it's incredibly important. That's cool. And then you move into a, um, a servant. Yeah. You know, a servant has a very different relationship with their master than a slave does. A servant has a relationship that it, I'm, I, there, there's some respect. There's some respect to like, you, you know, you're, you're a servant to someone that had respects you, but your will still is the most important thing. They may actually want to know your will. Yeah. Like, what do you want to do? What do you think? Uh, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And you're in a, in a contextualized, the servants kind of roam the house. They're serving the master within their home. Yeah. Slaves are not allowed in the house. Oh, wow. So slaves That's are cool. like, they're somewhere <laughs> else. Cool you know, yeah. they're, they're in a whole nother facility. They're off and they're basically pushed away. But servants have access to the house, but their will is still not the most important thing, but at least they have access to where the master is. Able to watch the master, learn what the master wants, et cetera, et cetera. But then I do think there's a moment, and again, this is where I don't know how to quantify it. I don't, I don't think codifying it is a solution. Yeah. 
but there is a dimension with God where he invites you into a friendship. And for me, the way I, the way I would embrace the concept is that like, okay, to be a really good friend, you have to know how to be a servant and you have to know how to be a slave. Hmm. And so what I tell people now, I said, you know who your real friends are in a moment's notice, they'll drop everything and come to you or whatever that may be. Yeah. And I can think of my own life where there have been moments I'm like, I don't care what you're doing, I need you right now. Yeah. And that, that's the posture of a slave, that's the posture of a servant. Mm-hmm. And vice versa, I hope I'm doing that for others who are like, oh, my life is secondary, I'm gonna go help whoever that is. And yeah. so that, though the, the, the patterns, if you will, of slaves and servants are what makes an incredible friend. Yeah. And so in real friendship, it's not just um, it's not, okay, even Steven. Okay, yeah. you do this, I do this. That's not friendship. Yeah. That is just a business relationship. But a friendship is like, I'll lay down anything for you. And so I, I do think there are dimensions in our walk with God. And I think that right there helped me to wrap my head around better of the will of God and the free will of man. Like, the, I believe it's an invitation to learn how to be friends with God. Yeah. So that, that's where that, some of that's coming from. No, I love that because I think in today's culture Mm -hmm. we have the the self-help books that are like 10 steps to do this right Mm -hmm. and that will get you this success or break this or bring freedom all the things Mm -hmm. and I love that because we tend to do that even with our relationship with God is like just tell me should I be a a slave should I just give everything up to him or am I his friend Mm -hmm. and where is this and just give me the answers but Mm -hmm. there is this ebbs and flows I mean that's in in our everyday relationships with our you know with humanity Mm -hmm then we tend to do that. We tend to be like, there are those times where I give my all or those times where we're just laughing and hanging out in the backyard, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and that came from some place that had, you know what I mean? Like, so I love that you're bringing this into, yeah, into I our th- walk Yeah, I think the thing that we often forget, it, if I do this dance for years, yes. it can be incredibly beautiful. That's cool. So I, my wife and I, we've been married 25 years, coming up on 26 years, and the, the dimensions and depth and the history in our relationship at this point, is so much more dynamic than it was when we first got married. Oh, that's, that's, that's the truth. So <laughs> I, think, I think we have to understand that our relationship with God is actually, think long haul. Yeah. And I think what you just said, sometimes like, just tell me what to do, let's make it a formula, and just get it settled today. It's like, why not just enjoy 10 years of doing this, 15 years of doing this, yeah. and 25 years of doing this? And so I know for me, my relationship with God is, you know, old I'm, I'm over 40 years i can just at least say that <laughs> yeah and i can say it feels so much more dynamic um i don't know if i know as much as i did then because now i'm like it's actually it's more of a mystery today than it was then and i, I think that's that. part of the dome i love that yeah yeah and i think but the the depth of it the dynamicness the ability i'm learning to dance like oh this is it, it's very relational yeah, and cool. so i think i think that that's the framework that we should operate from if you only operate from a slave mindset or a servant mindset, you are dominated by this thought. Don't make the master unhappy. Oh, man. So your only thought is, I need to make him happy because yeah. if he stays happy, my life is okay. That's slave and servant. And so I think a lot of people are following God with this, I don't want to make God mad. Yeah. And it, it's, it's a very, it's, it's a relationship, but it's, it's, a very, it's very one-dimensional, one way. Yeah, and I think we have maybe even addressed, I'm going to touch a touch a subject, that's what we're doing here. Um, I think we've even tried to convert people by using that slave mentality, mm-hmm. 
when that doesn't even make sense to the context of people that don't mm-hmm. have any context with yeah. God. Yeah, what brought you in is what you'll need to keep going to keep you there. Yeah. So if fear is what brought you into a relationship, you will need to sustain fear in that relationship to keep it. Wow. And I think for a lot of, specifically a lot of people that have said yes to Jesus, they were scared into doing it because, you know, I don't want to go to hell or yeah. I don't, you know, all these different reasons or what they heard and were told. And I tell people, if that's how you met Jesus, then at some point you're going to have to transition and step into another dimension of relationship with him that is not rooted in fear. And so that's so, and I think sometimes, you know, a lot of people only, if there's no pain, they're, they're, um, they're not growing, you know? And so like, so we have to keep pain going. So we create chaos in our lives. Yeah. So we just continue to do these repetitive cycles in our life because that's what brought us into this relationship. And so, so I think that those are the patterns that we need to break. Those are the patterns that we need to really address and say, this pattern is sustaining a lifestyle of fear or pain or chaos. And it's my only way I know someone is through that dimension. So I think a lot of marriages, they all, they, they create more pain just because that's all they know to do. That's all they know how to do. That's the only dimension of relationship that they understand. Yeah. And sadly, it's the only thing they know. And I think that's why this conversation is interesting to me. It's like, how can we help people move into a different dimension of relationship with God? Yeah. No, I think that's really cool. And I love that we're, we're even having these discussions because I think being able to dream, um, there's a, a scripture that talks about how the wisdom of God is what founded the earth. Mm-hmm. And so just being like kind of blown away by if we just take a step back and realize that our tiny little bit of knowledge that we have tried to deem or tone down our relationship with God, like mm-hmm. this is the pinpoint and to really step back and to be re- like, man, God is so much bigger than that so much more mysterious than that and to just allow ourselves to really examine and explore mm-hmm. God in a different way is super fun and also a little scary mm-hmm. I mean maybe I don't know I mean I'd, I'd <laughs> love to add I would love to add for anybody that's listening to this you're either wrestling if God is real mm. or maybe you are unsure about if God exists yeah or even if you're in a spot like you you've had some relationship or some history with God but maybe it's uh you're dealing with a lot of hurt and pain in regards to that. I would love to just say to anyone listening that kind of is in that spectrum of their human experience is that there is a dimension to God that is not based in fear and pain and chaos. Yeah. There, there is a dimension. And I want to just encourage people that are listening that there is another dimension with God that it's, it's rooted in much more beauty. That's cool. Much more, much more dynamic. And, and so just an invitation for people you know, that their past experiences, whether they've had a relationship with God or other believers or Christians, or they don't even know if God's real, just know that there is a dimension of relationship that's not based in fear, pain, and chaos. Yeah. Yeah, I know we have to wrap it up, but I have one last, like, big Mm -hmm. can of worms that I'm going to open up. Um, A question for you. Mm -hmm. How do I know I'm hearing from God? Like, I know we have the will of God. But how do I, like, how do I define that? I know listeners are like, you know, that's a big question. Like, mm-hmm. is it my imagination? Am I, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. how do I know I'm hearing from God so that I can walk in the will of God? Man, that's a big question. Yeah. Yeah, it's a huge question. <laughs> um, the ability to hear from God is, is often challenging for people to even go, I yeah. didn't know I could hear from God. Yeah. That's... You know, and so that alone, just the ability to hear from God. So I definitely believe you can hear from God. Yeah. So the next thing I'd like to just throw in there, but we have to understand God doesn't only speak English. 
So there are frequencies say, say to Say it God. again. <laughs> so, so when you say, how did you hear from God? Well, I didn't hear him speak to me, but maybe he didn't speak in that frequency. Yeah. You know, and like we know on the radio, there's AM and FM and there's XM. There's all these different frequencies. And so if you only know how to hear God in the FM, he could be speaking in the AM, the XM, or completely different frequency, and you're saying he's not speaking. So I think as, as children of God, understanding that God speaks in different frequencies. He can speak through just about anything. Yeah. And it's our, it's, we have to understand, we, we actually are designed to hear from God. And secondly, learning and growing in different ways of he, how God speaks. That's cool. So how do, how do you know you hear from God? There's a risk. I mean, I just know my life, there are times like I, I'm sure I got it. Actually, I know I got it right. Yeah. And other times that, oh, I totally heard from God. I'll find out someday. That would totally you, Eric. I don't know. So there's a lot of risk in this area of making decisions, and there's a lot of risk in knowing if you're hearing God's voice. Yeah. So, and I think that's where faith comes in. Uh, there's an old Catholic mystic, Thomas Merton. He says something to the effect, I'm going to butcher it a little bit, <laughs> but he says something to the effect, and I'm gonna, this is Eric's translation of it. said, I think God appreciates that we are doing our best to follow him. And that, to me, provides so much grace on just the, you know, I may not get this right, but I am leaning in the best I know how of my ability to follow him, I'm hearing him, et cetera, et cetera. So, but yeah, that's a good can of worms. I know. I love that because I think there's something to risk in itself. Like there's faith and risk kind of go hand in hand. That mm -hmm. We just have to risk the fact that we believe that there's this God that created mm -hmm. all of this. Mm -hmm. There's a risk that we hear from him, the risk that we're doing the will of God. Mm -hmm. um, I recently heard this study that there was um, the people, they studied people that were in deep depression. And the one thing they found in common was that those people had stopped taking risk. And so they would ask them to start taking small risks in their lives, and that actually helped them defeat their depression, mm. which I think is so cool because there's something to allowing God and just jumping off, kind of that Indiana Jones moment where you mm -hmm. step out and just pray that there's something underneath you. Yeah. But, yeah, I love that. I love that relationship with God and diving into deeper things. So, all right, so here's to... The first episode. The first that, episode. That I think first episode of a working titled podcast. <laughs> working titled <laughs> podcast. Yes, I think this is going to be great. I think it's going to be fun to to see where we go with this, and mm -hmm. then also just to dive in deep and have those conversations that we all want to have after yep. hearing things on Sunday and culture and all Come the on. things. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, well, everyone. Yeah. Bye.